Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. Welcome to episode 36 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I hope you're sharing the link and the podcast with your friends and uh, as much as you're able to. And of all times, it'd be a great time to share it on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and everything else. Um, so people can uh, just get a little encouragement right now because we're in the midst of an unprecedented time, Pastor. Uh, mm. This COVID-19, Novel coronavirus, whatever they're calling it, is truly unprecedented in my lifetime, and I'm old. So um, <laughs> there's a lot of worry and anxiety, and, yes. and really there's a lot of straight-up fear and panic yeah. going on. It's really weird. And, you know, what my question is, what do we need to do to, you know, this is what I'm wondering to take this seriously, but not get all freaked out over it with the panic buying social and, you know, over overcome a social distancing and all those things. And I just think there's a lot of people today that just need to know a little bit about how can we as followers of Christ respond in a biblical gospel centered Christ honoring way. That's right. So today we're going to talk about how we can make the most of this coronavirus mm -hmm. crisis, yes. five ways to make the most of this coronavirus crisis. So Trey, today is a bit unique for us. We're trying something because during this time of crisis, we want to do the best that we can mm -hmm. when, when our churches aren't able necessarily to meet like we normally might be able to, to put our face out there, let everybody see us and hear from us mm -hmm. and know what's going on. And so we are trying today for the very first time to do this podcast via Facebook Live. So you might be listening to this on your podcast service right now, or you might be watching us live right now. And so if you're watching us live, welcome to our studio. This is it. This is where we hang out. This is what Every we do. single week, this is where we are. And this is what Trey looks like. If you didn't know, this is what I look like. <laughs> I think they probably know, but who knows? <laughs> who knows, right? But this is a lot of fun. And hey, if this is the first time you've ever uh, listened to one of our podcasts before. Thank you. And we want to encourage you. If you're watching us on Facebook Live right now, uh, we want you to make this a regular part of your week. You can find this podcast every single week, not on Facebook Live, but on your favorite podcast service like iTunes or, or um, Spotify or any major podcasting service. You'll find this podcast. We would invite you to go and search for Connecting Faith to Life. It'll pop up. Subscribe to this podcast and you'll have something delivered to your device every single week. But it's been a lot of fun. The journey we've been on for the last 35, 36, weeks and yeah. now we are in a very unique time because of what's taking place in our nation and in our world now I brought something for you trey that i want oh, you good. to see before like we see dive it. into this conversation why don't you take this right here and okay. read the title of that all right the title is and i have not read this so bear with me an examination of human needs addressed to the expository preaching of david crosby following hurricane katrina by thomas d metter PhD 2011. Do you know what that is? This is your uh, that is my doctoral dissertation. dissertation. Yeah. In 2005, I lived through Hurricane Katrina, and it was an interesting time. and And what came out of Hurricane Katrina for me was a dissertation topic. Wow. So I spent two years researching and writing on how a pastor can respond in mm -hmm. a time of crisis. 
I defended that dissertation. When I defended my dissertation before the, the committee of professors I had to defend it for, they said, hey, Tommy, you need to take this and write some journal articles and try to get this published uh, a little more mainstream than just here at the seminary, mm-hmm. to which I said, no, thank you. <laughs> I spent two years writing. I'm done. You're done. I'm yeah. done. Uh, so, so, so I spent two years researching how a preacher can preach effectively after a time of crisis, like mm-hmm. a hurricane, a national tragedy, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So, so, so watch this, Trey. I, because I spent two years writing a doctoral dissertation on this stuff, I'm supposed to be an expert in this field. I would say you probably an are expert. much more of an expert than most people. No, I'm not. That's the thing. I'm supposed to know something because I wrote about it for two years. Uh-huh. And when something like this happens, it reminds me that I know very, very little, right? Because you think about where we are as a culture and as a society today, mm-hmm. man, nobody knows. It really is unprecedented. And so how do we respond? What do we do? How do we think? I mean, we, we're all trying to figure this out. And it's really interesting. But I know, and you know this too, Trey, that when we get to the other side of this, we're going to just look back and see how God was faithful through it all. So, so we want to be encouraging through this. We want to be uplifting today. We want to provide you with some hope uh, mm-hmm. because we don't know where you are. You, you might be very nervous. You might be panicking. You might be fearful. You might be just all right. I don't know. Mm-hmm where you find yourself today, but we want to offer you some, some practical wisdom, some encouragement to help you think through this time in a way that, that is helpful for you and that certainly honors the Lord. So let, let's, let's just dive in, Trey. Sure. We're going to look at five ways to make the most of this coronavirus crisis. I think the first thing we need to look at is practice social connection just as much as social distancing. Do you know, I think right now we are actually not doing what we're supposed to do with the social distancing. You're not quite six feet away from me, I don't think. No, we didn't measure. Table's not six foot. No, no. So we've been told, though, right, that we need to practice a social distancing, mm-hmm. and, and and rightly so. That, that's wise, and I, th- I think our government has our best interest at heart. Uh, they want to keep you know us healthy and safe, and and but you think about it, Trey. We're being told to practice social distancing, mm-hmm. right? Yesterday, our, our president said to 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 avoid groups larger than ten people. Mm. That's, that's unheard of. It is. We, we've seen all kinds of crazy stuff. The NBA canceling their season, Major League Baseball postponing, schools are out. My boys are up here running around the office somewhere. I hope they're okay because, you know, everything is just kind of shut down. Now, even we're hearing about restaurants closing and, and, and places you, you shop trying to limit their hours. We've never seen anything like this in our lifetimes. Practice social distancing. The problem is that's not how God wired us. Yeah. He didn't wire us for social distancing, he definitely right? Definitely did not wire me that no, way. No, no, he 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 wired us for social connection. Mm-hmm. We are social people by nature. That's how God has made us. And so you can imagine that for this particular season as we're practicing social distancing whether it's for the next 2 weeks, next 8 weeks or who knows how long, right? Man, people are going to get really lonely. Mm, I would say so. And those who already struggle with loneliness and and maybe even depression, mm. man, this can be a really difficult time, isn't it? Well, it was uh, my my daughter had a baby, yeah. and you know to not even be able to hold the baby. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Because I w- I wouldn't even think about doing that right now. Right, and even That's yesterday, your, your daughter had a baby yesterday. Yeah, and you you went to the hospital, but you had to go at a specific time. You had to be mm-hmm. the only one to go in the room. It's just the way they're practicing things at the hospital mm-hmm. right now. Exactly. Kind of limited your exposure to your. Newborn grandchild. And so that's going to be multiplied many times yeah. over in different situations where people, you know, go and are, are, are used to being able to be social and right. are not going to be able to be. And obviously we don't have any good answers as to how to live in this kind of environment because we've never done it before. But mm. we just need to be co- uh, uh, cognizant of the fact that we are not 
a people who are created for social distancing. Mm -hmm. We were created for a social connection. And so right now, today, what can we do to continue to build relationships rather than distance ourselves from people, mm -hmm. right? right? And obviously, we live in a day and age where we have media and technology and Facebook and all those kind of things which are helpful. But still, th there's nothing that takes the place of face-to-face -face interaction. And so so I think for all of us, we're going to have to work a little bit harder, aren't we? Mm -hmm. We're going to have to make some, some really intentional efforts in the days ahead uh, to build relationships because what could happen is that, you know, we just stay standoffish in a lot of different ways, and that's just not healthy. And so so, so we've got to find ways to practice social connection just as much as we're practicing social mm -hmm. distancing right now. We have these wonderful things here. Yeah. I was wondering if maybe we should use these a little in a, maybe a different way. Yeah, use your phone in a different way, just yeah. kind of figuring out. I, I know that uh, that I had uh, several meetings yesterday that I had to, to, to put together just because of the way we're responding to things as a church family. And I did a lot of those meetings through, through mm -hmm. video teleconferencing. Yeah. Had a deacon's meeting last night through video teleconferencing. Yeah. It wasn't ideal. I'd rather have sat in the same room with those guys and talked face-to-face, -face, but it was the best we could do, mm -hmm. and it worked, right? I mean, I don't want to do that long-term, but you know, we are living in times that we just have to be creative in the way that we connect with people, and just being able to look at somebody in the face and having mm -hmm. a conversation face-to-face -face is, is just really valuable, and so finding ways to do that during this time is just going to be critically important in it. Well, what I want to do is I, I when I think of someone you know that I know might be lonely, yeah. Why not pick up yeah. the phone and yeah. give them a call? Yeah. Especially our seniors. You know, I think yeah. of our seniors and uh, they're not going to be text yeah. people. So I'm going to have to make phone calls yeah. and, um, you know, just check on them, see how they're doing. Yeah. You know? And I think that, that's key, right, Trey? Because you and I, we know people and, and I'm sure those who are watching or listening, we all know people who are prone to be a little bit more lonely mm -hmm. or, or maybe who struggle with depression. Man, just be very intentional. Take the time to check on exactly. them. Exactly. Pray for the them and check are just being intentional, right? Exactly. Um, so, you know, when, when you were in knowing that you had gone through Katrina, what is one thing that you learned maybe that some good things that came? Yeah, with we'll get to that. Okay. Let's okay. hold that thought and we'll get to that and talk about that. It was a completely different animal than this is, but I'm gonna get to that and tell okay, you what I learned. No problem. Well, number two, then we don't want to neglect corporate worship either. Yeah. How, how do we, how do we work that? Yeah, out? that's crazy because here at Northwood, we had a plan yesterday, didn't we, Trey? Mm -hmm. Well, boy, we did spent we. all day long all working day. on a plan, right? We, we, we got here early in the morning and yesterday in the morning, the, the suggestion we were given was to limit our gatherings to 50 or less. Mm -hmm. And so we said, okay, we'll figure that out. We'll, we'll do five gatherings that wouldn't cover our entire congregation, but we assumed that we would have people that wouldn't come anyway because their health might be a little more vulnerable where the case may be. So we mm -hmm. figured five gatherings. If we filled those up, we would add more gatherings. We did by uh, reservation and, and you had to request a time to come to a gathering. We had this great plan that we worked all day on. You were on the phone all day long yeah. uh, talking to our leaders in our church, preparing them for what was to come and how we were responding to this situation. We all worked really hard yesterday and i felt like we had a good plan and man, i was so proud of our church i don't know if you knew this or not trey um man we had like within the first couple hours uh we had reserved five different spots for worship we had over 65 inv uh, requests to come to our worship service just in the first couple hours wow. so they were going to fill That's up amazing. it was really cool yeah. to see that our church wanted to do whatever it mm -hmm. it took to be together so we worked all day long on that and at 3 30 when the president began to speak and suggested you know, gave the guidelines of 10 or less. I mean, that plan just went out the window. Mm. Man, I, I don't know about you, Trey, but I was just so deflated, so I discouraged. Was. I mean, because I, I want our faith family to be together, and we wanted to do whatever possible to make that happen. Yeah. And now we can't. 
So this has been a tough yeah, thing. It's been a know, tough thing for us. It's been us. a tough thing. So how then do we fulfill what yeah, Scripture because you think about is. Right, right, because this is what the Bible says in Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, Amen. not neglecting to meet together. Not neglecting to meet together as the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And you and I know this, Trey, because you and I, we've been followers of Jesus for, for a long time. We know the significance of meeting together. Mm-hmm. There's something special. There's something powerful. There, there's, there's something God-honoring about worshiping together as a faith family every single Sunday. I right? think when the body of Christ gets together, there's it nothing is, like it. there's a supernatural impact that has on your life. You right. So, so here's what we're going to do Sunday. And, and if you're part of our church family, you received an email or you saw it on Facebook a little bit earlier, we're, we're going to have to do just a live stream-only mm-hmm. service. Right. And and, and, and and I hate to be a Debbie Downer, Trey, but you you know what I think about this? What's that? It's gonna be terrible. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and you know what I'm saying? I mean, we're gonna do our best. We're we're gonna have the band present. I'm on. I'm gonna preach, and and so I I think we're gonna do the best we can under the circumstances we're given. But I'll just be honest with you. Mm. It's gonna be terrible. Mm. You know why? Have to make because it. the body of Christ isn't going to be in the building with me. Yeah. That's terrible. There's no other way to to, to explain it or to describe it other than terrible i don't want to do that you know what i'm saying but it just is where we are at this moment and i think what's going to happen for me why and again i hate to be so negative but it really is terrible Mm -hmm. but i think what that's going to produce in me is a heart of gratitude i think i'm going to become more and more thankful for the body of christ when, when i'm absent from them you see what I'm saying? You will long for them. That's exactly right. Yeah. And so that's what I'm hoping is going to happen. That's what I'm praying and begging God uh, uh, for that to happen in the lives of all of our people at Northwood and across you know, our community and our various churches, that, that being away will not get us in the habit of staying away. Mm-hmm. Because you know that can happen too, Trey. Oh, yeah. You, you think oh, yeah. Uh, of people uh, who maybe miss a Sunday for vacation, and before you know it, they miss another Sunday, and then before you know it, eight weeks later, you haven't seen them around because they just got out of the habit of coming to, we have uh, had those conversations. Yeah, yeah. You know? and it just it just happens, right? So I hope that in this particular season that doesn't happen. That in this season, as we are away, whether it's for a week or two weeks or eight weeks or whatever that it ends up being, if as as if we're away from the body of Christ, that it doesn't produce in us the habit of not being with the body, but instead it produces in us the longing to be with the body. And it makes us very thankful mm. uh, for the gathered body of Christ, right? So right. it's going to be terrible. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's going to be terrible. But I think what it's going to do in my heart is going to create a lot of gratitude and a greater sense of longing to be with the people that I love on a regular basis. Do you think this goes against the spirit of what we're trying to do if next door neighbors that happen to go to church or want to be in church together, they meet around the TV. I think, yeah, I think we just have to be creative right now. I mean, okay. okay, So, so, so let's just be honest, right? We're doing an online live stream this Sunday. Churches across the nation are going to do that this Sunday. There are churches who have never done live stream before. And right now, as you and I are recording this podcast, they're trying to figure out how to make it happen because Mm -hmm. it's going to be the way that we do it uh, for at least the next week or so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, but let's just be honest live stream services that's not church no it's it's it's, it's what we got to do right now never has been but it, it is not the gathering of the body of christ for corporate worship it is mm-hmm. not the same thing it's going to church on the tv in your pajamas is not being a part of the body of christ right <laughs> yeah, it's, what gotta, right. it's what we got we got to do right now but but but, but man, I, I just don't want us to be satisfied with that but in the meantime while it's what we have in this particular moment for this particular sunday for us take advantage of it okay you know what I'm saying? So, so 
you you can bring another family to your house. Mm-hmm. And maybe like you're here at Northwood and you're in a life connection group, right? Mm-hmm. Why not have a few of those members of your life connection group over to your house? That's a great Watch idea. Watch live stream together. That's a great and idea. And share a meal together. Just do something to get together with the people of God. We might have to keep the numbers real small, but man, just what, I mean, you think about other nations, they have to do this all the time because of persecution. They have to meet in homes, small groups, so uh, because of fear of what might happen if they don't. So other believers do this around the world. For us, it might inconvenience us for a few weeks, yeah. but but still, let's make the most of it, and let's not get out of the habit of meeting with fellow believers in Jesus Christ, even if that means we just meet with two or three or four. Yeah, I was going to say even even just the family. Right. You know, I mean, it doesn't have to be the whole life connection. No. You maybe get several in your life connection group to make sure that they invite a family. That's right. In the life connection and, group to and, be with and, them. And I mean, what a unique time for gospel outreach. Mm, that's you, true. You think about, you know, you're going to be sitting around TV, maybe with a family from your Life Connection group. Why not invite your neighbor who might not go to church anywhere to mm-hmm. come over and mm-hmm. listen to a pastor for 30 or 40 minutes? I mean, it could be a very unique opportunity that we can capitalize on for the sake of the gospel. But even though it's a difficult time, we can't neglect meeting together as a, a family of believers. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, um, with that in mind, not only do we not neglect corporate worship, not only do we practice social connection without uh, as much as social distancing, uh, the third thing we want to look at is we, during this time, need to be the church. We need to be the church, don't Mm -hmm. we? And if you think about it, Trey, I mean, the church is not 2200 Green Ridge Road. Right. How many or, times have we said that? Right, right. Or if you attend another uh, a local congregation, your church is not that place that yes. you go to. We know that, that the, the Spirit of God dwells not in a facility, not in a building, not on a campus. The Spirit of God dwells in followers of Jesus. Exactly. And so wherever you are, the church is present, right? That's wherever right. you are, the church is present. And so, so now, man, it's just a great opportunity for us to live out what we say we believe mm-hmm. for us to live out what we preach, that we are the church. And so for me, what I know is that for us specifically at Northwood, this is not a time where we need less commitment from you. This is a time that we need more commitment from you. That's a good way to put right? it. Yeah. Because, I mean, this is just reality. Everything is going to fight against us, mm-hmm. right, to try to separate us from the local church. I mean, whether it's, it's having to be quarantined or whatever the case may be, there's just so much temptation right now to be disconnected from the church. It's just not going to be as easy over the next week or so to be a part of the local family. Mm-hmm. And so we are going to have to work harder to do that. We're going to have to be more intentional, more committed, not less committed. And so really, it is our time to shine as the local church. We talked about this past Sunday morning, Trey, that that this is an unprecedented time. That word unprecedented has been thrown around quite a bit in the in the media, right? And what we said Sunday morning, this is an unprecedented time, but we serve a God who is unprecedented. There is, is none ever? like wow. him, right? Yes. And our unprecedented God knows the beginning from the end. Mm-hmm. This did not take him by surprise. And in the midst of this, we are convinced that he is giving us unprecedented opportunity for the gospel. It is a wonderful opportunity for us to be the church. And if you think about it, Trey, if you think about it here at Northwood specifically, this comes at a terrible time, but also at the perfect time. Mm-hmm. A terrible time because we've been in the midst for the last few weeks of evangelism training, teaching our people how to be more effective in sharing the gospel. I hate that right now we've got to end that training because of this. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, God knew. God knew that this was coming. 
And God led us as a church, I know he's been leading different churches in different ways, but he led us as a church over the last month to focus in on learning how to share the gospel. What an opportunity for us to put into practice the very things that we've been talking about for the last month at Northwood. Mm -hmm. It is an unprecedented time that presents unprecedented opportunities for the gospel. People everywhere are wondering what in the world is going on, and we have the answer. We have the answer. That's right. right. These are uncertain times, but Jesus offers certainty. You can know that your relationship with him is secure if you believe that he died for you and rose again, right? In uncertain times, Jesus offers a certain solution, his death, his resurrection for us, right? And if if nothing else, this proves to us without a doubt that we live in a broken world. Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely broken by sin. And so you think about for us, we we trained this last Sunday in in learning how to share the gospel using a method called the three circles. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what it talks about, brokenness and and how God, you know, uh, restores brokenness through Mm -hmm. a relationship with him. And and you think about, too, just... um, unprecedented opportunities for the gospel, but just um, unprecedented needs as well for mm-hmm. us as a faith family and for every faith family, right? Just figuring out how we're going to minister to maybe senior adults or others who are vulnerable. And, and just as those opportunities come up, be ready to respond, be ready to be the church. So I, I my concern is that we not, as the church, as the church, we don't tuck our tail between our legs and kind of run off into the right. dark somewhere and get away from everybody. Right. Uh, this could be an opportunity, and I, I believe with all my heart, this is the time for the church to shine. It this is, is what we do. This is who we were made for. This is what we were created Unprecedented for. Unprecedented opportunity. And, um, you know, we, as much as I don't want anyone to pass from this life to the next, uh, we know where we're going. That's right. And, um, you know, the church, in a historical level, has always been the one that went to the front lines. That's right. And uh, this is our front line. It is. It is. So, so let's not be Go less up. committed to the work Amen. of the kingdom. Let's be more committed. Uh, I like this one. Number four, feed your soul with something Christ honoring. There's going to be a lot of binge watching. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. I know that's going to happen. Yeah. But so how do we kind of yeah. make that so happen? So here's the deal, right? For for many, not all of us, but for a lot of us, there's going to be some extra downtime mm-hmm. because we're being asked to stay away from large gatherings. We're being asked maybe to work from home. We're staying home with our kids. There might be some extra downtime. And mm-hmm. in that extra downtime, you're going to be tempted because I've already given into the temptation myself to watch a lot of stuff that isn't helpful, mm-hmm. right? I'm just talking about, for me, it's been a lot of, of news, a lot of news. media. And and again, nobody knows anything. You know, you listen to one guy, everybody <laughs> on the face of the planet, totally yeah, everybody on the face of the planet is going to die within the next 30 minutes. Oh, and then another man. guy says, well, everybody's going to be okay. So who knows what's going on? And so you've got all these things, and, mm. and this person blames this person for it, and this person says, if this guy would have been in office, we wouldn't have had this problem. And, and you've got all this negativity and all this other stuff. And and man, I tell you, it just puts you in a bad mood, doesn't it? It does. And so, so listen, we need to be informed. And we've talked about this a million times, I think, even on this podcast. We need to be informed, but we also need to be wise in what we allow ourselves to consume, right? Mm-hmm. And you've got extra downtime. And you've got time to really, right now, invest in your relationship with God. Just a couple passages, Trey. We talked about this Sunday morning as well, Colossians 3.1. If you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is. Set your mind on things above. You think about um, uh, Philippians 4, 8, and 9. We did a whole podcast on these verses. I don't know if you remember yeah, that or not. Yeah, I Trey. do. I do. But finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So that's how we become Christ-honoring. Yeah. You know, what? what is, of course, I think when you hear that, 
Uh, are you thinking maybe people should be reading the Bible all day? Well, or? I mean, I mean, certainly that'd right? be great. That'd be great, right? That but would none, be great. None of us can do that, and none of us will do that. Uh, but but we do have some extra time for spiritual disciplines. I think you okay. you probably have some extra time to maybe have an extended uh, time mm-hmm. with the Lord in your Bible study in the morning now. Uh, but you certainly probably have the extra time maybe just to read some good books that would that's help you to think I'm, about yeah, things from I'm a biblical thinking. perspective, right? So think about some books that have helped me over the years. The Holiness of God by R.C. Sproul. Mm-hmm. It was a life-changing book. And, and good Christian books, what they do, good Christian books just help us to understand Scripture a bit better, mm-hmm. right? I mean, uh, they're not anything necessarily new or novel, but they just take passages of the Bible and and give us perspective that maybe helps us to understand. And focus. It. I think right, it focuses focus. on the right, right things. Right. You know? And so The Holiness of God by R.C. Sproul is one of those books that, that just helped me to see Scripture in a very powerful way. So something like that, just take a couple weeks, mm-hmm. read a couple of books, something like The Holiness of God. Or or I tell you one that was fun for me to read, and a lot of people have read this book, The Hiding Place by Corrie oh, ten awesome. Boom. And, yeah. and her story uh, during you know the World War II and what was going on. Yes. and. That's a really fascinating and encouraging read of faithfulness in the midst of a very dark time, kind of like we find ourselves in today. Um, if you struggle with a lot of negativity, I read a book recently called The Happy Christian by David Murray. Mm. Short book, 125 pages, a great read that that helps you to think through, okay, how do you stop being so negative in the way that you see life mm-hmm. and, and see through a gospel perspective with a lot of optimism and hope? Really helpful read. The Happy Christian. It made me happy just reading it. So things That's like that are really that, good. I've never heard of that book. It's good. I'm, it's great. I'm, I'm picking it's that great. one up. It's a newer book, but it's great. Really Picking solid, biblically speaking, and just really helpful. But all that to say, and fill your mind with some things that are going to help you over mm-hmm. these next few weeks if you, if you have some extra time. Have some good conversations with followers of Jesus. Talk about the things of God and what God is doing in your life. I think that would be helpful during this time of crisis, just to fill our minds with things of the kingdom. Even uh, spending time with your family, you know, opportunities to yeah. share, talk, carry on. I think those, those are all Right, right. Things. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16, just real quick. Look carefully then how you walk, not as wise, uh, excuse me, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best, best use, use of the time. Best use, exactly. Make the best use of it. God's given to you every second you have as a gift. Make the most of it. Amen. Well, I think the last one I think is a good one to finish with is number five, do not worry. Yeah. We talked about this Sunday morning. We we, we spent time Sunday morning uh, in our congregation looking at Matthew chapter six, mm-hmm. verses 25 through 34. And and you know, I, I when I was studying Saturday because I changed my message up because of what's going on in our world, you know, as I was studying through that passage, I, I began to look at it in a way that I had not looked at it before, because I began to think about who was giving the message, mm. Jesus, yes, right, exactly. and just that idea of Jesus, who we believe is fully God, mm. sat before people and taught them, and Jesus, God in the flesh, the one who is fully God, said. Do not be anxious about your life. Wow. God said that. God said, do not. And God holds everything in his hands. Mm -hmm. God is faithful to us. And so if God says, do not be anxious about your life, just because he said it, we have no reason to worry, no reason to be anxious, no reason, you know, to, to be highly stressed out over this because God is in control. He knows what he's doing. And God said to us, do not be anxious. It's going to be okay. Amen. That's right. And so for us, right, there's a, uh, there, there's a lot of worry right now, a lot of anxiety, a lot of panic, but we don't have to live that way. I've heard people, they can't sleep at night. Right. They're very restless, you know. And we talked about Sunday. It's okay to be concerned, <laughs> but let that concern yeah. lead to wise action. Mm-hmm. Don't let that concern lead to a place of worry that you're consumed with doubt and fear, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be okay. God is in control, and he has said, do not be anxious about your life. He's got it. You know, worry doesn't even 
Worry does nothing to change it anything. It changes nothing. It changes you. Well, right? that's true. Because, yeah. because it, it, it changes your emotions. It changes you physically. It even changes you spiritually. Mm-hmm. It might change you, not in a positive way, but in a negative way. Wow. Yeah. But worry will not change your situation. Well, when you know that Jesus said, don't be anxious, yeah. maybe we should listen. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe we should listen to what he's and saying. And just before we end our time together, um, you think about here at Northwood in, in particular, we've spent the last year or so studying some great books of the Bible. We studied the Gospel of Mark a couple years ago where Jesus said, uh, where, where Jesus was in the boat with his disciples when the great storm came on the Sea of Galilee, mm. right? And we talked about the storms of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, this past year, we studied uh, the book of James together. That's right. And James said, it's considered all joy when you go through various trials and struggles. And so we, on several occasions over the last year or so, have talked about trials and struggles that we go through. Mm-hmm. Now, all that we've discussed in the scripture together as a faith family, we as an f- entire faith family now, have the opportunity to put everything we've learned into practice. Amen. This right? is this is this is it's what game I said. time. This is game time. It's game time. It's game day. That's this right. is it. This is Let's what it's live about. out what we say we believe. Amen. It's gonna be okay. Don't worry. Everything's gonna be fine. Well, Pastor Tommy, this has been an incredible time and I just hope this encourages some people. So why don't you close us yeah. out just thinking about someone that maybe is going through some of these worries yeah. and fears. So right so now. if you are one of those people who find yourself worrying or struggling through this situation, just take assurance from the word of God that it's going to be okay. Hey, we thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. If you've joined us on Facebook Live, thank you for sticking around. I hope this has been helpful for you. If you're joining us uh, through our podcast service, thank you for listening. And if you don't mind right now, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Uh, Make sure you leave us a review on your podcasting service that helps get the word out. And as always, we hope this episode has helped you connect faith to life.